Hey y'all and welcome to Clearly Nuts. I'm Ange. And I'm Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. I know, I was gonna get really excited Look there. At you. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey. So we're surviving. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best way to put it. Uh-huh. Um Yes. Which segues into our point of today. Mm-hmm. It's finals week. It is. So So. This is going to be a very short episode in comparison to our normal. Yes. Um, but we, you know, we were talking about it. And we're like, no, we still want to put like something out, mm-hmm. even if it's short. Right. But next week we should be back to full schedule of hearing us talk for longer than we probably should. Yep. Um, and it should be if my calculations serve me correctly. Usually they don't. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Illinois, with Illinois, an asterisk. Huh? With an asterisk, because we're oh. not 100% sure. Yeah, we Illinois. didn't look, and we already know from our previous self-quiz about the states that we should not try I mean, to I guess. I can only think of three, so, but there what? could be. Oh, like Illinois, Iowa. Iowa. Idaho. Indiana. Oh, oh Idaho, I forgot. Oh, it's going to be Idaho next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Illinois yet. Okay, so next okay. week with Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. We got caught in real time. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I only thought of those three. I totally forgot about Idaho. You said Illinois. And I was like, we only have one I state until I started thinking about it. What's funny is that I always say the whole way to go, Idaho. I mean, I say it all the time. um, Excuse me. That's just an expression. That's not an actual state. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's how it got started. Yeah. You know. That's how my brain uh, (laughs) perceived it. Apparently. Oh, yeah, so next week with Idaho. Yes, yes. Yeah. I blame that on, is it Toy Story? It was Toy Story. Was it Toy Story? I believe Wait, it was. Go. Idaho. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in I don't know how long. <laughs> I know, but I, I do blame it on that. That's fair. Fist in the air, I blame you, Toy Story. <laughs> don't blame Toy Story. That's I a classic. I, it is a classic. I just want to go watch it. I know. I know. After finals week. <laughs> right. <laughs> we will actually sit down and watch when something. I have time. Yes. And then probably fall asleep while we're watching something. Probably. <laughs> um, we do have a couple, well, a couple of stories about one thing for you right. guys. Right. Um, but number one. Number one, the main thing. Yes. And? The, they're, the fish are doing great. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. The main thing. They survived the 24, 48 hours. Yep. The transfer over yeah. into their... Holding tank until we get the regular one ready right, to the go. bigger one. Because we had to clean that mm-hmm. and but no, filter it. Yeah, they're doing great. The water's great. It looks great. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time I've ever owned fish, so. I was... know. I think I had like a beta once. Yeah. And that was like a long time ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're mm-hmm. they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's two, God, Planko, Pla- Plankos? The bottom feeders. Sure, I just call them bottom feeders. Yeah. I think they're called plankos for short. And then we have a black-tailed tetra. A black fin. Black fin. (laughs) It's not a tail. Uh, I think it's a black skirt tetra, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We we know our fish children so well. Yes. Um, We also have three names picked out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have those names stuck. Not yet. No. So we call... Okay, so, so the, yeah. the two black bottom feeders, and there's mm-hmm. those little white fish, which right. is the tetra. The tetra. So it's big guy, because mm-hmm. there's one big planko. Mm-hmm. Medium guy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Little guy. Little man. <laughs> little man. That's right. We call him little man. <laughs> but, like, what's funny is two of the three names we're thinking about are female names. Right. And we still are just like, oh, right. little man this yeah. or, oh, he's doing, you know, I yeah, don't know I why. Know. We do. Yeah. so bad. Because once we get the big tank, you know, we're going to get other little fish to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, be company and we're going to talk to... We call her our fish lady at the the pet store. She's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Um, And then we will assign the official names and see what other names we think of. Right. Yeah. Um, So we'll wait to share our names, I guess, unless you want to share them now. I guess. No, we'll wait. We'll We'll wait. wait, Because we'll post pictures of them on the Instagram. If we can remember which one's which. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, so our stories revolve, Mm -hmm. revolve, yeah, around Little Man. Little Man. Yep. (laughs) He... He's a character. He is. He's got a personality. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> um, well, like, number one, mm-hmm. he is obsessed mm-hmm. with us. Yes. Obsessed. Yeah. Like, if he sees us walking by, he charges to the edge mm-hmm. of the tank and just, like, stares at us. Yeah. And, like, we we always have to go up and talk to him multiple times a oh, day because yeah. you could tell he's, like... Oh, they walked by me, you know, right. like, until he's sad. Yeah, he wants the attention. Yeah, so we go back and we'll, we'll talk to him, and he just, like, perks up and, mm-hmm. like, swims to the front of the tank. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super cute. And the, and the way he's sitting on the counter is whether you're in the living room or the kitchen, mm-hmm. you can see the tank. You yeah. know, it's like an open concept a little bit. So, so even if you move into the kitchen, he will go to the other side of the tank to watch you in the kitchen. Yeah. It's just the cutest thing. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's very cute. Um, so we, we keep the animal, even the fish, yes, <laughs> all the animal's food into the closet, which is down the counter. Yep. So down the way of the counter. Go ahead, Abs. Oh, the, the one. So, yeah. you know, the dogs get breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you mm-hmm. know, their portions. We spread it out. And we, I came to realize the other day at lunch, I sent Ange like a voice memo, I think, mm-hmm. of just like, oh my God, listen. <laughs> He's so smart. He's so smart. <laughs> we have a genius on our hands. Um... Because he has learned the feeding schedule, mm-hmm. is what we realized. Yes. Um, because, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I, like I said, I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get up for, like, coffee refills or whatever, you know, fill my water. And he'll watch me. Like, he sees me, you know, passing by, doing all the stuff. I'll talk to him. And he just hangs out. Just mm-hmm. chills. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. And the other day, this was the first day I noticed it. And he has done it since. We'll just mm-hmm. go with that. Um, when I started to get the dog's lunch ready, so, you know, getting their, their slow feeders, mm-hmm. getting their food, preparing it, yes, we prepare our dog's food, <laughs> um, the second I picked up their slow feeders, he rushed to the front of the tank, like, different <laughs> than him just hanging out, mm-hmm. and he watched me the entire time I prepared their food and fed them, because, he knew, and at this point, he had slowly come to the top of the tank and was waiting, because as soon as the dogs get fed, he gets fed his lunch. <laughs> the little man knew yep. the difference. Yep. And that was the other thing, too, is, like, I had just been in the kitchen, like, 15 minutes before, yeah. maybe, getting coffee. Yeah. And then, like, was back to work and looked at the time, and I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's lunchtime. And even in those 15 minutes, like, total change like of attitude. like he knew when you went to get the food and slow feeders yeah. that he just knew. He absolutely knew. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So the the one thing that I've read, because he was changing colors, and I was like, just going from black um, skirt fin, or, you know, the, the tails, to like, he was just turning white, mm-hmm. like the rest of his body. So we're like, what is going on? 
So I kind of was reading and they said like stress. And so I'd come home from work and I'll go up to the tank and he'll like turn white. And I'm like, what the, or no, he'll have been white. Yeah. He'll have been white. I walk up to the tank, you start talking to him or just stare at him. (laughs) Usually. And he's, then all of a sudden he starts turning like the black. You can see it start coming back. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But then he follows you. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give him a small pinch of food. Yeah. And then he's fine. It's so weird. Yeah. But now, I don't know what's going on, but whenever we leave his sight, he turns white. So I don't know if he's got anxiety issues. Yeah, some, like, separation anxiety. We have no idea. We started, like, Googling it a little bit. Like, okay, do fish get it? And it looks yeah. like fish can get, like, yeah. depression and yeah. separation anxiety. So we're going to have to talk to our fish lady. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he does just need some friends. Yeah, we're, well, I mean, More hopefully than just that's the bottom it. feeders. <laughs> yeah, because they I mean, they do their own thing. Yeah, they yeah. really do. But yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's sweet, but it's sad because it's like, buddy, we I can't know. sit here and talk to you all day. Like I we know. have to work. We have finals, you know. I know. But it's like every time we pass by, we're just like, okay, hi, little man. Mm-hmm. You know, just, mm-hmm. how are you? And he'll come up right to the edge of yeah. the tank and just look at us. Yeah, and then we also learn something else because uh, we've been leaving the light on. You know, the tank light. Yeah, so we just again, thought, we've never owned fish. Yeah, so then we've been reading that, no, you should turn it off, you know, some. Especially because the algae, you know, that's what the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. the bottom feeders, uh, you know, obviously feed on. But also because they just don't. And even tetras, they like a lot of the plants so they can hide. Because they right. are usually in the shady parts of the water. So Abby goes and shuts it off just for a little bit just to see what, what they do. And I guess, what, did he jump? Yeah, he jumped <laughs> when I turned off the light. <laughs> Well, the fish's version of a jump. Like, he was startled. (laughs) Yeah. And he started, like, looking all around, because I don't know if he could just not see us as well. Yeah, I don't know. And it was almost like he was frantic a little bit. (laughs) So weird. So we, like, left it off for a few minutes, keeping an eye, and then we turn it on, and I think Andrew (laughs) blinded him. Yeah, I know. Then then he turned white, and then he... (laughs) Yeah, because he, like, we think he was looking at the light when he (laughs) turned it back on. And then it looked like he was in a daze, and we're like, oh, no. (laughs) so sad. Oh, we felt so bad. It was bad. But even the big guys, though, they're funny to watch them. They crack me up. The big one's a little bully. Yeah, because the one time when he flipped the other one. (laughs) Yeah, he's done it a couple times. If the the medium-sized fish, (laughs) our medium little boy, um, (laughs) finds, you know, what looks to be some good food or whatever, Mm -hmm. He'll, like, be digging in or, like, starting to get ready to eat. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes the big guy and just, like, bumps into him. So he takes off. And then the big guy takes the food. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. Yeah. They're fun to watch. They are. They yeah. are. Yeah. I think I think the dogs know they have competition now. Yeah. Oh, well. Can, can I tell them? Of course. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So in the morning... <laughs> Um, obviously when I'm not here, Ange feeds beasts before work, you know, whatever. And now that I've been here, it's... If I'm not running late. <laughs> no, no, no. When oh, I'm not here. you're not here. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, <laughs> So it's like, Ange, we're about to get, I'm like, sorry. dog yes. protective services always on Always feed us. her in the morning when yes, no one always is here. feed her in yes. the morning. I know. You look <laughs> okay, at beast ahead. and you know. Continue with your story, sir. <laughs> it's okay. Um... Anyway, so now that I'm here and, you know, I feed Luna when I get up, I don't always get up right when Ange does, but she'll, like, make sure I, I'm at least awake before mm-hmm. she leaves work because yes. I have a very big habit of completely sleeping through my alarms Huge in the morning. Habit, yes. Yeah. Like, Andrew will come in and be like, uh, are you waking up? And I'm like, what? And she'll be and like, your alarm has been, like, going off for, like, 30 minutes. for so early because she never gets up know, that I early. Don't. Well, I don't, like, my problem is I don't sleep. Right. So, like, I don't fall asleep till who knows when. And then... I'm in, like, a deep sleep by the time my alarms go off, and then I just don't wake up. Yeah. 
I don't know. Anyway. But if you breathe too loudly in the hallway, I wake up. Right. You know, I'm just that like, oh, weird. Ange. <laughs> I'm like hissing. I can hear your snoring. I can hear you. I can hear beasts snoring. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. So, you know, every morning if, you know, if, when Ange is like, hey, I'm leaving, you know, I'll always make sure. Like, okay, did you feed Beast? And, you know, now that I've been here a while and Beast mm-hmm. is used to Luna's schedule, it's like, oh, no, you know, whatever. Because I get up right after and right. I feed them both breakfast. It's not that long of a wait. Don't worry. Beast is fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now we have to add in fish, right? <laughs> so well, it's a couple mornings. <laughs> now it's just a joke. Um, I'm like, oh, did you feed Be- Beast? And, she- and Angela's like, no. And I go, okay, did you feed the fish? And I- <laughs> it gets really quiet. And she goes, yes. <laughs> no. And it's like, poor Beast. <laughs> I know, because I walked towards her, her dish. <laughs> yeah, you walk towards the food dish to get to the fish. But it's just to, yeah. Yeah, you know. Little- I'm sorry, but little man's staring at me the whole time I'm making my breakfast. I know. It's fine. And she doesn't wait long. No. And, and I honestly think she likes to eat at the same time Luna that does, though. Oh, for sure. Like, she, she is also, you know, learning that schedule. She gets right. very excited. Right. When she realizes I get up from the chair, because Beast <laughs> sleeps through that. Yes. But anyway. Yes. So our, like, one or two stories turn into who knows what this was. <laughs> but no, fish are good. Uh-huh. Uh, happy and healthy, as far as we can tell. Yes. Uh, until we talk to our fish lady. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, but because this week, you know, like we said, finals, mm-hmm. we're tired. Mm-hmm. Totally not stressed. No. At all. Um, we're just doing a, uh, like a bonus horror story episode. And we have not done a horror story since Dad was here. Was it the last time? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've been scarred. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I don't like horror anymore. <laughs> we're do yeah. Disney stories yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, something lighthearted. We'll talk about our fish for like an hour. Yeah. So... Because this is going to be a short episode, we yes. have three stories, mm-hmm. and a friend of ours found these because they took pity on us, <laughs> basically, <laughs> like, oh, here, I'll, I'll I'll find some stories for you. <laughs> and this is the same friend who's found previous stories. Yes, so thank uh, you. Yes, remain anonymous. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it oh, so much. Oh, yes. Hopefully you guys appreciate their work, otherwise you probably would not have gotten an episode this week. Right. Nope. <laughs> probably would not have. Definitely not. So, uh-huh. the first story was was found on the archive. Okay, this website. Um, it is called Doppelganger. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the immediate shift. It was. <laughs> okay. The woman who sits across from me is not my wife. She looks like my wife. She smells like my wife. Her voice sounds just like my wife's. Why are you already laughing? This is already starting out bad. <laughs> oh yeah. She eats her breakfast just like my wife. And she feels just like my wife. But I know she isn't my wife. There's something in the eyes, something in the way they shoot around the room, avoiding me. It's something in the way she speaks, how her tone flattens at the end of each sentence. There's something not quite right in how she saunters across the floor, swinging her hips a little too wide, lifting her feet a little too far. (laughs) I don't know what that thing across the table is, but it is not my wife. And I've become increasingly convinced that it means to kill me. Oh my gosh! What? Is that the end? No, oh. no, don't worry. Oh my! Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Angela's already like face and hands. Uh, yes. The changes appeared over a year ago. <laughs> over a year. I was waiting for that. 
Oh my oh no. Okay. <laughs> we had happily gone off camping in the Sierra Nevada mountains. The days were spent hiking forest paths, and at night we kept each other warm. I'm then, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going back to that year. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know if I want to know. Digstall. <laughs> Digstall would do this. Digstall would wait Digs- a year. Wait a year. Notice all these things. Be like, mm, let me turn on some TV to unwind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, can you start from the year? Sorry, because I... You did not listen to the whole paragraph? No, because I was trying to see what Digstall's <laughs> name was. <laughs> and then it just clicked. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry guys. guys. Finals week. Please yes. deal with this. Okay. Like, we're any different in a horror episode <laughs> right? normally? Oh, my God. Okay. We had happily gone off camping in the Sierra Nevada mountains. The days were spent hiking forest paths, and at night we kept each other warm. Then one fateful afternoon, we were separated in a pouring thunderstorm. I lost the path and started running through the trees, searching for my wife in the flashes of light and streaks of darkness. For hours, I stumbled through the wilderness, hopelessly calling for her, refusing to admit that I was lost myself. Suddenly, I burst through the undergrowth into a grove of tall oaks. The clouds broke and the moon spilled into the open copse, bathing it in silver light. My tired legs collapsed under me and I fell to my knees, whispering her name under my breath. Sophie, Sophie, where are you? Suddenly, a voice cut through the cold night air. Danny, is that you? She stood behind me, covered in the silver light, looking like a marble statue. I rose to my feet to embrace her. We spent the night huddled together under the towering trees. The next morning, as we picked our way back to the trail, was the first time I noticed something wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought you noticed something. This was okay. this is explaining the situation okay, that okay. caused it all. Okay, got it. She was leading the way, but she kept glancing over her shoulder at me, as if trying to judge my expression. She told me that she was worried about losing me again. At the time, that was enough of an excuse to set my mind at ease. We managed to find the trail and return to our camp. The rest of the trip crept by as I felt an increasing sense of unease. Each time I, lo- I looked at her, something new seemed a little off. The way she kept glancing back unnerved me until I insisted that I hike in front. But that was no better as I could feel her eyes boring into the back of my <laughs> I skull. I don't know if I would want that I know. behind me. I know. Okay. I didn't like how she inched, inched slowly away from me as we sat around the campfire. The situation only worsened when we returned home. The familiar setting served to exasper- exas- exacerbate- exa- I think there's a letter missing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The subtle inconsistencies between the person in my house and the woman I married. Whenever I was with her, she became quiet and withdrawn. Her once joyous smile was reduced to the mere facsimile of a wax model. Oh, God. I could feel her shiver when I drew close, and her skin tensed when I touched her. Worst of all, she never stopped staring. Whenever we <laughs> whenever we were together and I was looking away, she would cast a suspicious eye on me. Sometimes, I would catch her reflection and wheel around. She would glance away and avoid eye contact. With subtle questioning, I tried to bring up these strange new habits of hers, but she always slipped away from an answer. Well, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. As the weeks passed, I felt more disconnected from Sophie than I ever had before. She had begun to avoid me, always ducking out of a room as soon as I entered it. The tension in the house was palpable. In the back of my head, I knew something was terribly wrong, but I couldn't quite identify what it was. Then one evening, when she was out of town, I ran across a pile of photo albums. As I flipped through them, a realization struck me. 
The more I stared at those old pictures of the Sophie I once knew, the more I grew convinced. The woman who had stumbled across me in the moonlit grove was not my wife. She returned, and as she opened the door, I sat gazing at her. It didn't make any sense, but the truth was obvious. Some dark magic that night had replaced my Sophie with a mysterious doppelganger, whose ultimate intentions I could not guess. The copy, the fake, threw another plastic smile at me and then disappeared up the stairs. Her ceaseless gaze grew a hundred times more unbearable as I imagined what evil intentions lurked behind those hazel eyes. I doubled my covert observation of the thing, always keeping it in the corner of my vision, never letting it stay behind me. This is what I return to every day. And at night, I had to lie next to, it, next to its curled form, not daring to sleep lest it strangle me in the darkness. Oh, okay. You still stare at Satan in the same room? I know, I don't Okay, digsaw. <laughs> 2.0. 13 months, and I couldn't stand it any longer. <laughs> I'm sorry, after that first week, I think I, I would have been like, um, we need to separate. Yeah. Can we get, like, an annulment, like, this yeah. many years later, however yeah. long it's been? Ugh. I had begun to drink, which only served to intensify the creature's oh, odd behavior. <laughs> That's not gonna help. I know. Ugh. The form of Sophie had taken to pacing the halls, moving from room to room in some enigmatic ritual. I was absolutely convinced that the thing meant to kill me. What else could that strange gaze mean as it peered around, the cor around corners and through open doorways at my exposed back? I would turn and I would hear feet patter down the hall and a door slam. It was watching me. <laughs> Always watching me. Wazowski. <laughs> the thing and I stalked around the house in an absurd dance of scrutiny and evasion. The few times we were in the same room together became sessions of awkward silences and paranoid glares. By now, I was sure the creature knew I suspected it. I had to get rid of it, or I would go mad. If it didn't kill me first. My chances came from the creature itself. It had come down the stairs one night and talked through my wife's lips of how it wanted to plant a row of trees in the backyard. I gazed into the copy of my wife's eyes as it asked me to dig a trench to put the saplings in. <laughs> oh, really? A trench? Okay. <laughs> okay. What did Dig's dog do? <laughs> <laughs> With a struggled smile, I nodded and told her I would start right away. The horrible thing leaned forward and kissed me on the cheek. Ew. I had to restrain myself from snapping its neck right there. I spent the next several days digging the hole. I needed It needed to be long and wide and deep. At night, I locked myself in the study and planned. I prepared an alibi. I rehearsed my next steps. The plot was to lure the creature out to the pit, kill it, and bury the body. The next day, I would file a missing persons report. When the cops came, I would tell them that I had returned home to find Sophie missing. A few weeks later, they would knock on the door and tell me, regretfully, that the search had been called off. I would cry and bawl and hold a memorial service for my wife. Then I would sell the house and move on with my life. The trench was finished. My plan was ready. I slipped a knife into my pocket and walked inside. Sophie, I finished digging. Can you come down and tell me if the pit's big enough? The thing appeared at the door and walked up to the pit. Yeah, that looks like it'll fit all the trees. Actually, you dug it a little deeper than I needed. Thanks, hon. No problem, I replied as I crept up behind her, reaching for the dagger in my coat. Suddenly, she swung around and hugged me. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie, she beamed at me. Now then, would you like the honor of putting in the first tree? 
I turn to pick up one of the saplings, my hand creeping back towards my pocket, stealing myself for the task that lay ahead. Then something heavy hit the back of my head. Stars exploded before my eyes as I fell down and down into a black nothingness. I woke up. I was lying at the bottom of the pit. I tried to stand and realized I was bound head to foot in ropes. The thing crouched at the edge of the pit, a bloody shovel in her hand. She glared down at me. Good, you're awake. Now who or what are you? Oh my gosh. What? (laughs) Honey, what's going on? Why am I tied up? Don't call me honey. I don't know what you are, but you're not my husband. Last chance, Daniel. What are you? What? I'm Daniel McCormick. I've been married to Sophie McCormick for two years. No. I was married to Daniel, Daniel McCormick for one year. Then he and I went on a hike and got separated. He disappeared, and I stumbled across you, sobbing in the forest. Oh my god, I swear it's me. I thought that you were no more crap. You think I haven't noticed you staring at me this whole time? You think I didn't notice all the weird stuff you were doing? Every time I looked at you, I saw something wrong. You didn't move right. You didn't speak right. I saw the anger in your eyes. I tried telling myself it was all my imagination, but I realized something. You aren't my husband. You're just some horrible duplicate. I had to live with you for over a year. I had to sleep next to you. It took me a long time to guess your intentions, but when I finally figured out that you were planning to kill me, I had you dig this grave. Oh my gosh, what grave? is going on? Grave. I won't ask again, Danny. What are you and where is my husband? I am your husband. Fine. She began to shovel the dirt back into the hole. Sophie, no, I'm your husband. You have to believe me. Let me out. This isn't funny. Sophie, I'm Daniel McCormick. I tried to scream as the mud filled my mouth. Sophie McCormick filed, or filled in most of the hole, then carefully planted the trees and laid sod across the bare earth. She went inside and washed the dirt off her hands. Then she called the police and filed a missing persons report. (laughs) When the cops came, she told them that she had come home to find her husband missing. A few weeks later, the cops knocked on the door, telling her that, regretfully, the search had been called off. She cried and bawled and held a memorial service for her husband. Then she sold the house to moved up, sold the house and moved on with her life. The saplings grew into tall and thick trees. Oh my gosh. I know. So wait a minute. The author was Black Fedora, by the way. Well, good story. Yeah. But who was the weirdo in here? I, we, we don't know. Unless there was just like something weird with that night where they both, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like something, something happened to her or him. But now, yeah, I know. Whoa! I thought mm-hmm. something was gonna come out there on one of them, but they didn't. They left you hanging. It was to... Just like the mind game of you don't know who wow. or either of them were. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So we only knew, obviously, his mindset for that 13 months. We don't know. Well, she came out with hers, but still, right. she had almost the same mindset. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Now, but, like, then looking back on it, like, her weird looks made a lot of sense. Like, right. Like, she thought he right. was acting weird. Right. And that's Where, why she was always behind him. Yeah. Or hiding or not wanting to be close to so him. maybe he was. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Strange. Good one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, friend, thank you. That was a yeah, good one. Yeah, that was good. All right, we have two more. Okay. Um, hmm, which one do I do first, though? Pick one or two. Uh, two. Okay. 
This is the thing that stalks the fields. <laughs> oh, gosh. Never mind one. <laughs> and we don't do two. <laughs> um, this was on creepypasta.fandom.com, like mm-hmm. wiki. Um, uh, let me see the author's name. David something. I don't know if that's his actual name, so I'm not going to say the full name. Okay. Um, okay. It was a few weeks ago that the hay bale started creeping slowly away from the house. <laughs> <laughs> it never starts off great, does it? doesn't. It? Not at all. Are you doing okay? I guess I should have checked oh, in first. Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Every morning when I woke up, each had moved a few hundred feet from where it was before. <laughs> I assumed it was pranksters with nothing better to do, so I ignored it. Within a few days, though, the bales began to approach the boundaries of the farm. I was tired of the whole game by then and decided to move them back. It took a tedious hour to bring them all from where they were to over near the house again, by the time I was done, I was ready to snap the neck of whatever little uh, person was deciding to screw with me. <laughs> the next morning, I found each and every one of my horses messily decapitated. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> that Jeez. took a turn. Wow, yeah. I thought the hay, hay bales would just be closer again. <laughs> oh, no, they're spreading out from the house. Oh, now they're spreading out. No, no, no that's what they were spreading out and out and out. From the house. Oh, from the... Okay, I thought they were moving... Because he had, like... I yeah, I was like confused. A area within a field, and they were coming closer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's meant to be going out. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. But now this. Okay. Mm-hmm. The smell was what woke me up. Each one was slumped over against the side of its stall. There were no signs of the heads. I spent mm-hmm. the rest of the day cleaning up the mess and burying the remains. It was only when I was done that I noticed the bales of hay had all returned to their positions from the day before, <laughs> scattered far out into the fields. <laughs> this time, I left them where they were. That night, I sat on my porch with my shotgun in hand and a pot of coffee on the table beside me. Yep, that's what I do. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No. You'd be inside, uh, barricaded. I would probably have left the house, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sat for hours, straining my eyes into the fields to catch a glimpse of who was moving my hay bales. Finally, I was beginning to nod off. I would have, but just as my eyes began to close, I heard a clamor and a rustling of trees from the nearby woods. I leaned forward, my heart racing with excitement. I was going to catch the person. I fumbled with my gun and fidgeted in my seat, waiting anxiously for whoever it was to get close enough to ambush. It was only when the thing got close enough for me to make out its silhouette in the dark that I was frozen still. Oh, boy. The thing that crept into my fields from the nearby woods didn't seem to notice me sitting there. It stalked, hunched and deliberate, through the field with the posture of a tiptoeing thief. (laughs) If not for the fact that it must have towered to over ten feet tall, even in its crouched position, it might have seemed almost frail. The thinness of its arms and legs and the emaciated, caved-in quality of its chest reminded me of a starving animal. Still, this thing was undeniably strong, and I watched it hoist each bale up into its arms with ease and set it down carefully a while away, taking only a few strides to cover the distance. (laughs) I watched it work, moving each bale thoughtfully. Every, every once in a while, it would straighten up to look around at the other bale's positions in the field before adjusting the one it was working on ever so slightly. Before it left, it looked towards the house. I felt its eyes sweep over me in the dark, but whether it saw me or not, I couldn't tell. Then it turned silently and crept back the way it came, disappearing into the dark of the woods. It took me an hour before I had the courage to move at all. I went inside after a while, but didn't sleep that night. 
It was only when the sun rose that I dared step off my porch into the fields. The hay bales were where it left them. Strangely, it didn't move them as far as it had in the previous days. They are approaching something invisible in the fields, and as I looked at them, I realized that they seemed to be marking some line. Indeed, as I walked around the house, I saw the distinct circle that they formed with me at the center. Oh, that's just wonderful. <laughs> at first, I thought the bales were just being haphazardly moved away from the house, but now I could see that they were instead being moved towards some boundary. The thing was sending me a message. I slept uneasily that night, and only because I was exhausted. The next morning, the bales hadn't moved at all. They didn't move at all for the rest of that week, in fact. They were finally where the thing wanted them. I made myself sick trying to interpret them. Why would this thing expend so much energy moving my hay bales and threatening me with such violence should I try to interfere? Killing my horses was just that. A threat. Mm -hmm. An intelligent threat at that. It knew what would scare me and it knew that I could understand the implications. The sound of an automobile working its way along the road to my farm one morning gave me a little rush of excitement. I'd been planning to abandon the farm since I saw the thing, but I couldn't hope to leave on foot without risking it treating me like it treated my horses. But if I could get in the car with whoever was coming my way, I might be able to escape before it could stop me. I didn't know or care who it was, I decided that the moment they stopped the car, I would jump in the passenger seat and tell them to get out of here. I didn't get the chance. Mm -mm. The car worked its way slowly along the road, trundling across the uneven ground. I urged it silently to hurry. It was when it passed between the two bales placed on either side of the road that I began to hear a booming clatter from the woods. Mm -mm. The thing burst suddenly from between the trees, sprinting on all four mm. of its terrible gangly limbs towards the car. Mm. Within a few seconds, it was there, pouncing on the automobile like a predatory cat. Within moments, it was picking and peeling the vehicle steel part, uh, frame apart, working to get at the driver. The man, whoever he was, screamed all the while, and I could hear him even over the crunching of metal and the shattering of glass. It was only when the thing crushed him carelessly in its hand that the screaming stopped. Mm. It tossed him away and straightened up to look at me once again. In the sunlight, I could see the inhumanity of it. It was com composed entirely of something awful and alive, which was lashed together in a messy semblance of a human form. Whatever it was, whatever it was made of, looked so polished and hard that if it weren't for the minute writhing of the stuff, I'd think it was made of granite. Hmm. The thing retreated back into the woods, and I was left to my shock. My eyes wandered to where the car sat, the engine still sputtering between two of the hay bales. Suddenly, I understood. The message was clear. I am this thing's captive and I am not allowed visitors. <laughs> Nothing may cross the borders it has set. Oh my goodness. I'm trapped here by the thing that stalks the fields, and it demands nothing except that I never leave. <laughs> Still, I don't know if I can handle being that thing's canary. I've been, I've been thinking hard for the last few days since I saw it crush that man's chest and silence him before he could finish his scream. If I cross the hay bale border, it'd probably do the same. It smashed my skull before I could put my hands up to protect myself. It'd go and find a new pet and probably keep looking to, until it found someone who could stand knowing that it was waiting just outside, watching at all hours with its shiny insect eyes. 
I've been thinking hard for the last few days, and I might just make a run for it. <laughs> well, heck yes, first of all. I mean... What does he have to lose? I know, you're probably dying one way or the other. <laughs> well, why is he holding him captive? Um, Free real estate? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. So, so they actually did the line, like even across the road. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's even his field over there? I mean, yeah, who I have knows? no idea. Wow! Holy moly! Mm-hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> that was creepy. Do you have a favorite story between the two so far? I mean, how are you gonna say favorite? Um. Okay, do you have one that didn't bother you as much or disturb you as much? I mean, they're both pretty bad, but in a good way. Yeah, they are. I like. I love the detail of the creature. I could picture them. Mm-hmm. Picture the, the creature. But then the first one was like, you're hanging on, waiting for either or. I know. Especially at the end there. No, they were both good. I like that. Yeah. Those are good. I almost like picture him like a demigorgon from Stranger <laughs> Things. But like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like wow. the body, the gangly body is kind of how yeah. I pictured it. I mean, yep. doesn't have writhing skin, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Good. That was a good one. Yep. Are you ready for our last one? I'm ready. This is also from the archive. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called An Outbreak in Pinal County, Arizona. Okay. I know. Good thing we're not in Arizona. <laughs> right? <laughs> We'd be leaving. <laughs> Unless we saw hay, uh, hay bales and then... Yeah, right then. Like, ah, just go back. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to begin this by saying that I chose this online community because it has the exposure of over 1.4 million people. If anyone reading this is in or knows someone in Mammoth, Arizona, please contact me immediately via this Reddit username. I also posted this on my website. I run a blog about cold cases, but for some reason I can't see it. I've tried posting it at least 15 times, but I'm not getting anywhere, so I really hope this post uploads. I live in Mammoth, Arizona, and nothing has ever happened here worth writing about because, well, Mammoth has a population of around 1,500 people. (laughs) Eleven days ago, on the 3rd, an older woman who runs a home daycare in my town was found dead in her bathroom by a parent who was picking up his daughter. The kids were all really agitated and told police that Mrs. Booker, the deceased, had been yelling at them and bleeding from her eye before she went into the bathroom and collapsed in her bathtub. Mm. Sad and unpleasant, but not really news. But a day later, one of the daycare babies developed a rash and started bleeding from her ear. She died 12 hours later, Mm -mm. and so did eight other kids from that daycare, all with similar symptoms. Yeah, boy. (laughs) This started a storm in my town. In a town of 1,500 people, uh, attempts... Wait, hold on. Attempts to keep people unaware and calm were an utter failure. Hmm. It was on Facebook by the following day. Nine people who had been at the hospital when the kids were starting to trickle in also started exhibiting these symptoms, Mm -hmm. I'm told. None lasted more than a few days. By last Friday... 18 people who had indirect contact with the children were reported missing or dead of natural or unknown causes. All had exhibited similar symptoms just before their deaths. They had indirect? Oh, indirect contact? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was at this point that I became directly affected. My sister returned from Oro Valley, 
the closest hospital, a complete wreck. She had gone to visit her friend's new baby, and upon arriving had been informed that both her friend and her baby had died. Everything I had just told you was told to her by a frightened nurse. I fact-checked what I could. My sister was literally hysterical. She was speaking a full octave higher than usual and at twice the speed. I have never seen her act like that before. Her shoulders and arms had bruises so big I thought maybe she'd been in a car accident on the way home. She told me she didn't know where she'd gotten them. And when I tried to put her to bed, she freaked out and started screaming at me that my bedroom was too hot. I took her temperature, which was 102.8. I convinced her to go to bed. I fell asleep on the couch shortly after waiting for a call back from our town's M.E. I woke up to my phone going off. I had seven texts from friends of mine all reporting the same thing. Mm-hmm. Entire families were being found beaten to death all over Mammoth. Jeez, Blood, bruises, nails, and teeth missing. Hair ripped out. All of them. I had reports of anywhere from 14 to 55 dead bodies, depending on who you were talking to. In a state of complete shock, I did the only thing I I could do, really, on autopilot. I wrote an article about it for my blog. (laughs) (laughs) I made some calls around the city. (laughs) Everybody's everyone's dying. Yeah, but everyone's dying around me, and I could. There's only one thing I could do. I mean, you really can't do anything though. Right in their defense. Yeah, leave the state and then write the article. (laughs) But go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Okay. mm -hmm. I had to find my spot again. Sorry. I made some calls around the city, but my usual contacts weren't picking up. I went to check on my sister, and she was bleeding from her ear. Uh Heavily. Between that and the bruising, I started to wonder if these were actually home invasions at all. I called the 24-hour urgent care in town, but no one picked up. I didn't want to risk driving her back to Oro Valley. I then tried 911, which also rang endlessly. I called my friend in Oro who works for a legit news agent, and she told me that they were reporting NW Medical was running a skeleton crew because most of the medical staff had either called in sick or been found dead in their homes. (laughs) She said she's seen tanks in Oro. I woke up the next morning and my sister was gone. I don't know where she is, and I'm too scared to go looking for her. I have called the CDC multiple times, but every time I call, the same woman answers. The first time, she took a statement and said she'd get back to me. Every subsequent time I've called, she immediately puts me on hold. She never comes back to the line. This morning, my contact at the police department finally called me back. He told me the death toll is incalculable. At this point, and that the... uh, Incalculable at this point, and that they are being iced out by both the state and the federal government... Uh, at this point with no exception. Two people from the CDC showed up yesterday. My contact overheard them talking about Mrs. Booker's cancer treatments as if it was relevant. Hmm. He doesn't know if it is, but he hopes I can make something of it. I can't. I don't know about Oro, but my estimation for Mammoth itself is around 40 dead after showing the same symptoms. Hmm. I haven't seen any of this in the news, which I have been watching religiously. Why not? Well, uh, we have been told the safest place for us right now is inside our homes. I haven't seen a car pass down my street in two days. I'm scared. My sister is still missing, but I'm too afraid to look for her or go into the room she was sleeping in. My hair is falling out from stress. I've been smoking like crazy. This morning, I noticed a bruise on my arm. I know my immune system is compromised, and I'm too afraid to leave my house. I call my parents in Tucson. Yes, I made sure I said it correctly. (laughs) And left a message, but they haven't called back. 
The last I heard from my friend in Oro was Saturday morning. She texted to tell me that they had started to find bodies lying in the street. No one is bothering to collect them anymore. I responded, but she never texted back. I'll update more as soon as I can. Anyone in Oro or Mammoth, please contact me. I haven't seen another human in over two days, and I feel like the last person on Earth. Edit. It's almost six here, and a siren has been going off for about ten minutes. I don't know if it's a tornado siren or an air raid siren, but it's loud and creepy. I noticed a small bruise on my arm that, upon further inspection, spreads all the way down one side of my back. I'm so scared. I had a breakdown where I just screamed at the wall and cried, and there was blood in my tears. And that was like an hour ago. <laughs> to the person calling businesses here, that is not us answering. Our downtown has been shut down all day. I called a couple places where I know the business owners and employees and the people who answered are not locals. I don't know what they told you, but they're not from here. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the neighbors because I can't be alone anymore. And screw it. It's not like I can get it because I've already got it. The sirens have me terrified and the sun is almost down. My name is Lindsay Allen. I'm 29, and I'm from Mammoth, Arizona. This was written by uh, Throw Far, Far Away AZ. <laughs> oh, AZ, too. Yeah. Um, well. I hate it. <laughs> not sure why you didn't just leave the city. I mean, they're also, they were up. I mean, come on. All these people are probably already contaminated. Yeah, but if you see these things happening, go. I know. You know, okay, one, and then eight, and then... 18. True. Or 16. 18, I think it was. 54, 92. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I no, would not you. like to be a part of any of these stories. You hear the sirens. Get the heck out. I know. Well, too late. Because, I mean, good thing he didn't because he would have infected other people. It was a girl. She. Oh, sorry, Lindsay. Yeah. She would have in- infected other people. That's true. So. All right. Good job, Lindsay. <laughs> for not leaving. I'm um, spreading it. I know, thank you. Even yeah. though you're going to the neighbors now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Maybe they're not sick. I'm sure all 1,500 people are dead. Probably. Yeah. <sighs> and being taken over by something, because someone's answering the phones at the businesses. Oh, that's true. Did she say? That's yeah. That's not us? <laughs> Whether it's, like, governmental people trying to oh, make sure, sure everything like sounds oh, yeah, okay, yeah, or... Oh, yeah. I almost was like, is this like a start of a zombie thing? Like, what's going on? You know. Um, But yeah, those were the stories I had for today. Lovely thoughts to go to bed to. You're absolutely welcome. (laughs) You can thank our friend. Yeah. And also, I like how he said this was going to be a short episode, and it's not short like we thought it would be. I blame it on the fish. We talked about them forever. That is true. We did. But we are tired, guys. Yes. Even though we love doing this, we love you. Yeah. We're going to go to bed yeah. <laughs> and get up and study more. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully everybody has a great day mm-hmm. or night, whatever. Week. Week. Until month. We... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely until we see, you know. See no, yeah, you. until we see you next week. Yeah, until we see. totally see you next week. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Have a great right, night. day. Oh, geez, oh I yeah, I said good night. Because yeah. <laughs> we're Eddie. going to bed. Yeah, good night. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us, sisters. sisters you are, are clearly, clearly not. And very tired. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, Andrew. Yeah? So I did you a favor. Okay. Um, I went to make coffee earlier, and I was out of milk. And <laughs> I saw that you had creamer. Uh-huh. And I tried it. Yeah. 
absolutely disgusting. Okay. <laughs> so I did you a favor and dumped it all out. Okay. Well, now that's not fair. <laughs> so she was finals week, Abby. Get better coffee flavored things. <laughs> <laughs>